This podcast is brought to you by the Alien Soda Company. Your connection to pop culture and paranormal themed merch. AlienSodaCompany.shop for all things out of this world. All right, on this episode of the Paranormal Mind Podcast, we are going to be talking about the Enfield Poltergeist. This is a popular one, and y'all buckle up. Here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Paranormal Mind Podcast. What's up, everybody? I cannot find the... (laughs) Nope, that's not it. I know. I just went for one. We need to take the soundboard away from you. That's what what needs to happen. We need no, to take it away. Don't do that. We're ruining all my fun. Yeah, dude. Well, thank y'all for listening to the podcast. We appreciate y'all tuning in every week. Like I said, we do this because of y'all. We do it because of our love for all things strange and unusual. Yes, and, sir. Uh, we appreciate y'all being here. But let's get into it. Let's talk about the Enfield Poltergeist. Have you heard about this story? I know you Absolutely, have. Absolutely, I the have. In the UK. Man, it's a crazy, it's nuts. The whole story is nuts. All right, so imagine this 1977 Enfield, London, a regular looking house on Green Street. This isn't some spooky castle, it's a regular house, but inside, all hell's breaking loose. Now, the main players here are these two sisters, Janet and Margaret Hodgson. <laughs> Good Lord, my Hodgson. Hodgson. Loosen that tongue. Yeah, they're just kids, right? They're 11 and 13, and they're in the middle of this insane storm of paranormal activity. Chairs flying, weird oh, voices. Yeah. Is kids levitating. They have like actual photographs of this, right? Yeah. yeah but did you hear right. did you hear this? Kids levitating? Is that not terrifying? Yeah, they're already evil enough. Then just be like if I What do you do? If I see my daughter Lila floating around, I'll be like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> that that would freak me out. It's literally She's met her final form. <laughs> yeah. It's literally something out of a movie. It's yeah, it's, for sure. It's, it's crazy. So there's this group, the Society for Psychical Research. We heard of this. Yep. Very popular. Some heavy hitters from there, you know, like Maurice Gross and Guy Leon Playfair, excuse me. They dive into this madness. Playfair even wrote a book later saying that the house was straight up haunted. But here's where it gets tricky. Even though they thought maybe the kids were pulling some tricks, some events seemed real and others not so much. Hmm. So they thought maybe the kids had some part to play in this. So speaking of skeptics, there were plenty. Some thought these girls were just expert pranksters. They're there's a video out there where Janet's caught bending spoons like an amateur Yuri Geller. Okay. You know who Yuri yeah. Geller is, yeah. right? You, you know, and to stop real quick, Yuri. Yuri. If you follow him on X, which is formerly Twitter, <laughs> man, he's got some wild posts, man. Oh, I'm sure. Like he's, he talks about aliens. He talks about all this stuff and it's wild. Like you look at some of his posts and be like, is okay, this, now. is this guy yeah. high? Yeah. Like, like what's going on going here, buddy? On? But it, it, it's so entertaining to watch 
watch and read his posts. I mean, right. it, it really is. It, it's it's really entertaining. But I remember Yuri Geller. I remember watching an old video clip, and he was on this talk show, and I can't remember. It was it was way back in the day with James Randi. Okay, you know who James mm-hmm. Randi is. So James Randi is a magician, or was a magician. He passed away a while ago, but an extreme skeptic. Basically, he <laughs> he he said, "Hey, we'll give a million dollars to anybody yeah, that I can remember prove that. that they have mediumistic abilities, that they've got psychic powers, anything like that." So Yuri Geller was on this show and was going to demonstrate the spoon bending right, yeah. thing that he did. Well, James Randi was like, "Okay, I brought my own set of spoons. Okay, and they've been tested and they've been validated, mm-hmm. and and they're the real deal. Go ahead and bend these." And Yuri was like, "Uh, uh my powers are just weak. You know, I think it because all the attention is focused on me. My powers just weak." And there he, it is. He was yeah. unable to do it. So my thing is like, dude, if you're like not the real deal, why even sign yourself up for that? Like, I feel like you're headed down. Well, because you have that cop out. Well, I just wasn't on my A game. The big thing too that you got to probably think of is people sign up to do it because they get eyes on them. They get yeah. publicity. You ever heard of the bad publicity? Yeah, it's still, still, it's still, still publicity. publicity, right? Yeah, for sure. So he probably thought it was an opportunity to get eyes on him. Yeah. And all he had to say was, well, I had a bad day. And then he still had people following him and saying, okay, well, we you follow me every other time and I'll show you yeah, how to bend fine. spoons. Yeah, must the reason be nice. why The reason why I mentioned Yuri is because, you know, I mentioned him in here, but there's a trick to probably what he does. And these girls could have done that. It could have been a thing right. where they figured out how to do it somehow. So anyway, let's get back to that. I forgot where I'm at because I've talked too much. Yeah, there's a video out there that Janet's caught bending spoons like an amateur Yuri Geller. And when some of these skeptics, including magicians and ventriloquists, took a look, they were like, nah, this is just kids being kids. Okay. So they kind of debunked, I guess, the entire thing. But you got to wonder, why did this blow up so much? It was everywhere in the UK press. Even today, it's still like one of the most profound paranormal cases out there. Yeah. People were eating it up. I mean, and over 30 folks, not just the family, said that they saw or heard weird stuff. Yeah. Like there was there was more than 30 people, you know, 30 or more people that were saying, hey, this is weird. We've experienced weird things happening. That's a lot of people to be in on a prank. I agree. I agree completely. So the story got even crazier when American paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yep, there they are. Those folks from the Conjuring movies and the theory based on 28 Days Haunted, the Netflix thing, they dropped by in 1978. They were all in saying it was legit supernatural. Skeptics, on the other hand, tore this thing apart. Joe Nickel, a big name in debunking, said most of the evidence could be explained away. Pictures of Janet levitating just looked like she was jumping off her bed, he said. So it looked like they just timed it just right. Right. And it was yeah yeah i gotcha levitating per se i mean it's really hard to believe right it's oh, really sure. really hard to believe so for sure and and you know as again and we we talk about it some but it's like um you know you hear these stories even biblical times where Oh, limbs grow back or eyes are being opened and these miracles like that in that regard but you don't see it in today's culture you, you, know, you hear mean, you'd be like man this is fake right like there's right. nothing literally i could walk an alien in here and you'd be like there's no way this is real you know yeah. what i mean yeah <laughs> but 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 you get what i'm i'm saying like you hear even modern day you hear oh there's people performing miracles there's oh, miracles sure. happening but you don't see it firsthand it's always no. secondhand information it's always somebody else 
else telling you that it happened. It's a little disheartening that people are so like abrasive, I guess, to believe that maybe anything like this can happen. You know what I mean? Kind of loses the magic of the world, you know? We only choose to believe the things that we can see and understand, and our answer is the best answer, always. But uh, we only choose to believe things that we can see and understand, but isn't that like the most logical approach? Isn't that something that maybe... I mean, yeah, but on the other hand, man, like, yeah, it's logical, but it's not what brings us forward in learning. I mean, we didn't understand gravity at one time. The apple just fell, you know? Only because somebody was like, huh, there's got to be something something behind this and they went and figured it out is that too far different than paranormal investigating no not really i mean so i would like to think that at some point in time and if we're alive to see it great if not then maybe the stuff that we do today is all part of the building blocks of coming up with like a of knowledge of knowledge and then so when spirits are talked about 100 years from now it is logic that's part of the learning pool you know what i mean well hopefully it will be that hopefully we'll get some uh, understanding or some knowledge of what what's going on because you know it's perplexing there's a lot of things out there that we really can't understand yeah and it's not about the work that we get. well it is about the work we do today but it, you can't on, honestly find like full validation in just our experience today it's going to be a collective effort one day all of these works that like you know we talk about ed and lorraine walt on warren we talk about holzer maybe they'll talk about searchers one day when we're gone maybe you ever think about that like that we're stupid and we mispronounce things (laughs) look at these fools (laughs) they say scram a lot and get out they They talk about us like that today (laughs) (laughs) that's true that's true so they they may continue to talk about us but but no maybe maybe there's some case that becomes relevant to like figuring it all out you just never know yeah that's true i'm glad to be a part of it at least so like even a small portion of it you know if we can contribute in a positive way that's what i would i would want out of the whole thing and that yeah i mean that's really like what i look at too i don't even Again, I don't look at like the prospects of us like solving it all for, for all of humanity. You know what I mean? I hope that what we're doing today, though, is able to help somebody make that solution. You know, right. Yeah. All right. So speaking of The Conjuring, though, guess what? This whole infield chaos was dramatized in The Conjuring, too. And it's insane how these real life events get turned into Hollywood blockbusters. But is as it? always, the <laughs> truth is stranger than fiction, right? There's a ton more to the story from radio documentaries to plays. And if you dig into it, there's a lot to unpack. But what do you think? Is the infield poltergeist legit paranormal activity or is it just an elaborate hoax? Either way, it's a wild ride. I want to talk about like some of the origins of the phenomena. Okay. Okay. So the story begins in August 1977 when single parent Peggy Hodgson called the police to her rented home at 284 Green Street, Enfield, London. She and her children claimed furniture was moving by itself and knocking sounds echoed through the halls, or through the walls, excuse me. Interestingly, one police officer even reported witnessing a chair wobble and slide without an apparent cause. So the disturbances quickly escalated, along with the aforementioned moving objects and knocks, there were accounts of disembodied voices, particularly from Janet, the 11-year-old daughter, loud noises without an obvious source, toys and other objects being thrown around, overturned furniture like I talked about, and perhaps most chillingly, levitation of the children, especially Janet. Now again, it's centered around the 11-year-old, and that's weird. Is she a prankster? Was she fooling people? Was she just a master at what she did at even 11 years old? I don't know. (laughs) That's what's really tough about because my daughter's 10. Yeah. 
And like, she's smart, but to pull a prank like that without giving it away somehow. This had a lot of attention too. So like. Right, a lot of media attention around London. Right. Like, yeah. if you knew that like in the back of your head that you were faking the whole thing, wouldn't that be like really troublesome for you to like be put in the spotlight like that? Like, Unless her mother was in on it and, and kind of helped it. her, kind of helped her along with the whole thing. It's just I mean, hard. I don't it's know. Hard. It's, it's hard to understand that. I always have issues with stuff like that. Not to say that it's not fake, but it's like, man, I just, I guess it's just me, right? Like I don't spend my days trying to figure out how I'm going to fool somebody to that nature. Like that's, that'd be a tough one to be able to even do. Well, unless you're wanting the fame and fortune and find it in another way, I I guess. So over 18 months, various individuals, including the Hodgson's neighbors, journalists and paranormal investigators claimed they witnessed this paranormal activity. Now the investigators in their findings, we'll talk about that a little bit. Many paranormal experts visited the house during the peak of the disturbances. Notably, members of the Society for Psychical Research, SPR, Maurice Rosen, and Guy Leon Playfair were central figures in the investigation. Playfair later wrote a book about the incident titled This House is Haunted. Just straight up said it's haunted. While they believed some of the phenomena was genuine, they did catch the children, especially Janet, in acts of deception. Oh, really? Like bending spoons. They theorized that even if the children did play tricks sometimes, there were genuine phenomena occurring too. But then, you know, that makes me wonder. It's like, okay, well, if you find How trick- can you, yeah, where's, you, where's the line? Right. If you find trickery a little bit, there could be more weaved in there that you don't know. That you're, you're How can you say anything else after that is legitimate? Unless the evidence that they saw it's just so profound that there's no way that somebody could have made it up we oftentimes do experiments and get results there's just how do you even begin to fake it you know oh yeah for sure. I mean, it, of course, our firsthand experiences are always going to be different than anything you can write in a book. Like, yeah, if we wrote it, wrote out what we did, even we film it all, too. And it's like, yeah, there can always be somebody out there that say, OK, you guys pre-planned this and set it all up. But we know we didn't. Right. And that's really the the difference there. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, there's things that we've experienced. There's no way we can have made it up. For sure. For sure. Now, on the other side of the spectrum, American demonologist Ed and Lorraine Warren visited the house and proclaimed the events to be supernatural, like I was talking about. However, their involvement in findings have been criticized and yep. seen as exaggerated. Okay. Several skeptics debunked the events of the infilled poltergeist. Joe Nickel of the U.S. based Committee for the Scientific Investigation of Claims of the Paranormal, CSICOP, was a major <laughs> critic, along with Milbourne Christopher, an American stage magician. They argued that many of the occurrences could be easily staged or were simple pranks. There were also suggestions that Janet's possession voice was a result of ventriloquism. Video evidence showed her using her false vocal cords to create the voice, a technique she later demonstrated on television. Moreover, there were contradictions and inconsistencies in their testimonies of the family and witnesses. Some experts also pointed out that the phenomena only seemed to occur when the children were present and in focus. So any other time, it's just business as usual, I suppose. So the Enfield Portergeist story has since become a significant part of pop culture, particularly in the UK. 
It's a very famous case yeah. there. It's been featured in documentaries, TV series, radio broadcasts, and notably inspired the storyline for the Hollywood blockbuster, The Conjuring 2. Whether it was an elaborate hoax, a genuine paranormal event, or somewhere in between, the infill poltergeist remains one of the most debated and analyzed paranormal events in history. You know, I want to say something too. It's kind of on topic, but also slightly off topic. I feel like when, you know, you mentioned the Warren's name now, there's a lot of criticism with that, but that's only solely based based on the fact that a lot of their cases were embellished in cinematic horror movies. Nobody was doing that before, really. And now that you make a movie out of it, it's like, oh, screw yeah, those and, guys. And yeah, and then there was there was other claims of things with Ed. Yeah. Some things with Ed, Warren. and Like, I'm and not going to get into the shuffle of like, oh, look at all the bad stuff somebody did. <laughs> Guess what, man? We're human, and nearly everybody has a skeleton in their closet. Mm. Well, and, and you know, that doesn't mean too that you 100% negate all of their work. You can't. Either. You can't. Because, because there could be some right. portions of their work that's legitimate. Like even if there's a an evil scientist, right? Right. If he comes up with a discovery that helps mankind or helps our understanding of scientific law or anything like that, are we going to discard everything that you know, he said just because of his character? Op- like, the, op- I, I don't the Oppenheimer think, movie is a, is a really good case of that in Oppenheimer himself you know oh yeah my takeaway after watching the movie is yes I know that it was like a you know it's going to be embellished to some degree but at, the takeaway too is that like right and wrong's not always like black and white I mean yeah the terms are but like what is right today you may have to do it knowing that there's going to be something wrong tomorrow or or your actions you may say is for the greater good but it's it's a questionable ethical thing that you yeah. it is and i and get one it, thing man. about oppenheimer like, one thing whoever did the music score get a new person because <laughs> because the majority of the dialogue i could not hear yeah. because they were playing music, music the entire yeah. freaking time it's, it's like i get it you're wanting to dramatize it and there's a lot of dialogue you're wanting there's to try a ton to, of dialogue you, you yeah. want to fill in the the blank spaces but dude turn it down a little bit man i couldn't even i was i, I watched it in imax yeah and i could barely hear you know, anything that, they were saying that's probably why though because of it being an imax a lot of the imax places now are not like set up to be imax really they're um so, so the audio is probably it. just I, I don't know but i it, it it drove me nuts i was like man there was I a ton barely... of dialogue in it and i was honestly i was i enjoyed the movie though which is no, it, it was a good movie but like the music in it was just overkill to me i think it was a little bit too much they could have turned it down a little bit and it still right. would have been good you know the the thing that I really learned about it is going into it, I had this opinion of like whoever, who would ever create such a weapon of like mass destruction like that. But then if you consider the fact that if you don't do it, somebody else is, is going to do it. Like what side of the line do you want to be on for your country and the people that you love and your family? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. And then you're really... So like if you don't do it... You're faced with like a decision to make. Yeah. Right. Like it's going to happen regardless if you're the one that gets to it first or not but if you get to it first it could save a lot of the people that you love that's kind of eye-opening it's a dilemma
It's a definite dilemma. So going back to the infill poltergeist, what do you think, man? Of course, there could be trickery and, and all of this stuff. That This is a very popular case. What are your thoughts? Do you think it's a legitimate haunting or do you, do you feel like it was all based on trickery since they said that the activity only happens you know, when the kids are around? I have a lot of like heartache about the fact that like people want to tear this case apart, mainly because, again, been embellished in movies. The Warrens have been embellished in movies as well so then people the negative side of people want to come out and be like oh all of this sucks none of it's real it's all fake and you know these people are frauds and i was like or, or they're just people you know well um, and I'm, I'm very careful about saying if somebody yeah you have is, to tread carefully with that stuff like which is why like i'm really persistent about the things that we do people should only base them on our experiences right we're not telling you whether or not all we can tell you is what we witnessed and the things that we caught doing it. Yeah. We, ain't, we ain't trying to fake anything. Now, that's not to say that things vicariously don't get like you could twist them. You know what I mean? We're right. not trying to. It's not intentional. We And I, I feel like when we edit videos and stuff like that, we try and keep it as transparent as we possibly can. And, you know, the only way we know to do that is to answer questions that get thrown our way about any of it. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, you can only judge what we experienced. I can't tell you what to believe past that. And I don't want to. Well, I'm, I, again, I'm very careful of, of saying that this was all a hoax or whatever. Yeah, you can't. Because you weren't there. Well, that and, and my thing is, is if my daughter came to me and things were going on, I would want to believe her before of course. I casted judgment on her. I would be like, okay, I'm going to believe you until there's evidence that there's not anything. And it's yeah, the same with these kids, 11 and 13 years old. If they're claiming that things are going on, I would rather give them the benefit of the doubt than to say, oh, you're full of crap. And because that is searchers in a nutshell, right? Right, I mean, right. searchers believe. Yeah. It's not searchers well, don't believe. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's a lot of people out there that are afraid to come forward because they feel like somebody's going to call them crazy. Yeah, somebody's going to say that they're faking it. So I'm very careful in, in saying that anything like that is a hoax. Now, if you have a 100% proof that it was fabricated, then present it and then I'll take a look at it and go from there. And, but, the, and the other part, yeah. part is like, okay, are you faking out of malice? Like, are you intentionally trying to fake stuff or do you believe something is going on and you're you're finding examples and little things and maybe you don't like necessarily maybe you're just misinterpreting yeah the and, and, and that happens a lot you know we yeah. do private cases and stuff where that happens a lot we go into those with the idea of like all right so like how do we handle this in a way to make these people more comfortable because I'll oftentimes just saying oh no this ain't real that doesn't do it well anyway that was that that was the infill yeah, what do y'all think about it yeah let us know um hit us up on our social media we you can go to searchersbelieve.com. That's where you can find us. You can also find us searchers on Facebook, Twitter, yep. and or X and Instagram and all that stuff now. And let us know what you think. Do you think that Enfield Poltergeist was a hoax? Do you feel like it was legitimate? What are your thoughts on it? Also, go check out our sponsor, Alien Soda Company. Go get all of your strange and unusual merch. They have they it They have all. it. You so name go, it. They got go it. Check it out. Aliensodacompany.shop. If you're not a patron member, go to Patreon. What are you doing? Yeah, go to patreon.com for slash searchers believe go there sign up and get a chance to win an all expense paid trip to come investigate with me and josh and every friday you get to see our goofy faces on josh's video. goofy face on video <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But thank y'all so much for listening. We really appreciate y'all hanging out with us. And until the next episode, searchers out. See ya.